The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Two Sitting here at 10.30 this morning. We'll do a frenzy in the 11 o'clock hour. A lot of Jets and Giants conversation. We'll get into Tua in just a moment as well. Uh, today's New York Yankees injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. So here's the update. LeMayhew is back. Uh, I imagine they're trying to ramp him up for the postseason. Right? He has five games now after last night. And then he's going to get a little hiatus. And then uh, Yankees will start up. I guess on the following Tuesday, right? Like October the 11th. And it sounds like Matt Carpenter could return before the postseason as well, which to me is important because the last thing I want to do is trot a guy out there, game one of the ALDS, having not played in in, in two months. I want to at least give him some reps and, and some time. Um, and then, of course, the Yankees' uh, closer role is completely Completely up for grabs at the moment. That's the Yankees injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. No, 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 no. They do. So Thursday night football. Very entertaining game. Very intriguing game. Bengals, a good team. Uh, Bengals could easily be 4-0 right now. Dolphins check in at 3-0, and you're watching, and you're enjoying, and I, I thought it would be higher scoring, but that doesn't make a difference. And then you have this play where Tua is literally flung to the ground like a rag doll. I, I saw, when I saw it in real time, I was like, oh, that looked awful. And I saw his head kind of spin off the turf, and then they cut to the hands. And I think the hands are the thing about that, that head injury that I'll, I'll really remember forever because it was so blatant. It was so, it was so gruesome. It was absolutely gruesome. And I'm watching with, with Alex, my 12-year-old, and he says, Dad, look at that. He broke his hands. And I said, no, that's what happens when you have a severe head injury is that, you know, you have this kind of a physical reaction where you've seen in the past, like, the arm kind of curls in or the hand curls in. I've never seen the hands in that kind of like a, I mean, for lack of a better term, like a claw formation. It was, it honestly, it was scary to watch it. And, and I watched the entirety of the game, as I always do, and, and I don't know if you felt like this, like something was was missing. Like I didn't have that same. And I, and I listen, I love football and I wanted to watch and I picked the Bengals and everything of that is true. But I don't know. Like on that in that game on Thursday, I felt like there was something not as exciting because my entire thought process was was on Tua. And I think that's what a lot of people thought. Now, how Miami handled this situation is one of the great embarrassments, and I mean this sincerely, in football history, like in, in medical history, like how in the world, with everything we now know, and we've all seen the movie Concussion with Will Smith about Dr. Amalu and how well done that was and, and how they were tried to, to be kept away from football and not telling people what's legitimately wrong. Like we've seen that for years, and that was a long time ago. And I, I thought, I felt like we'd made real strides and that we we're actually at the point where if a guy suffers a severe head injury, that we would take the proper precautions and not three days later, right? Because that's what it was. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you're right back on the field. Three days later, four days later, whatever you want to consider it, now, now you're playing in a game? And, and I, I mean, the fact that Miami has the gall to tell us that the injury last Sunday was a back injury is is it's it's creepy is what it is. It's it's a shame on them is what it is. 
I mean, with what we've seen from Miami, this, this, you know, the whole thing with Brian Flores and the, you know, boat and trying to bring in, um, trying to bring in Tom Brady and the owner and the whole thing. Like Miami is a, I wouldn't say that's exactly a savory organization. But you figure that the team doctors, at least, I mean, you go to medical school, you're, you're a doctor, you're a neurologist. I mean, you, you really can sit there and tell me that that was not a head injury? I, 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 heard, who did I, I heard Bart Scott on Get Up yesterday. And he said he ha- he's had back issues. He's had back spasms. I've had back injuries. Now, I'm not comparing myself, certainly, to an NFL player. I've had back issues. I've had back injuries. Never once. Never. I've had two surgeries on my back. Never once did I I have a back injury or issue that I was clearing the cobwebs from from my head. Never once did that happen. So Miami didn't embarrass themselves once. They embarrassed themselves over and over and over. So what Miami has the gall to do is tell us and tell you, and again, we thought it was kind of sort of funny just because we, we hoped and, and were on, of the mindset that he was going to be okay. But to come out and say on Sunday, no, no, it was a back injury. It was no, nothing head-related at all is embarrassing is what it is. And then they, they continue to play this game. Of it was not any kind of a head injury. It was not any kind of a concussion. It was nothing like that. It was a back injury. Where we all know in plain sight that was that was a head injury. But that's what they're going to do. Fine, that's what they're going to do. Then, of course, you trot him out there on Thursday. Guy takes another hit. Goes down. Are they going to tell us that's a back injury? I can't wait for that. Or is this actually a concussion now? On Thursday, what we saw for the Miami team, doctors and physicians, is that was that a back injury? Or or is that now can we actually say that's a concussion? And again, I, I don't have a degree in anything like this. I have a degree in, in communications and journalism, right? But now you're going to check him into a hospital, release him the same night, have him fly back on the plane that night and watch movies? Am I in some kind of a skit? Like everything you've heard, and I follow all the concussion experts on, on Twitter and I watch it on TV, and there's Chris Nowinski, who's just excellent, and is involved. I think is he I think he's either at Harvard or MIT up in Boston. And he's like one of the foremost authorities on this. And he tweeted before the game, I'm very worried about this. There's no way he should be playing. And very unfortunately, he plays and he takes what looked to be just a, a severe, severe injury. And, do, I mean, here's the thing, and this is why ultimately, I want to be careful with the words, but ultimately, I think we care, but we care up to a point. Like, nothing is going to come of this. I mean, it, could a doctor lose his job? Maybe. Could the team be fined? Maybe. But you know what happens on, on next Sunday at 1 o'clock? When everyone's at MetLife Stadium and the, and the Dolphins are playing, you'll be rabid about football. Until you get to a point where the NFL either loses money or ratings or viewership or something, I mean, they, they can do almost whatever they want. And, yeah, they'll get bad press. And, yeah, we'll scream from the, the rooftops about how disappointed we are and how disgusting it is and all those things are true. 
But the 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 like the the real truth of the story is, yeah, people care, and people are horrified, and the enjoyment for the game for me went down a couple notches on Thursday night. But ultimately, truly, I mean, tomorrow at nine thirty in the morning, you know what I'm gonna be doing? I'm gonna be locked into the Vikings and the Saints. And then at 1 o'clock, the Giants are playing, and the Jets are playing, and the Ravens and the Bills. And then at 4 o'clock, I got games. And then I got a game at 8.20. So, yeah, I'm upset. But even as upset as I am, and I think even as upset as we all are, it doesn't translate to anything. It doesn't now mean that you don't watch. It doesn't now mean that you're not interested. It doesn't now mean that, that you, you, you're not going to you know take in 12 hours of football. It means that you're bothered. And, not, and tomorrow morning at 9.30, you'll forget it. And you move on. And until there's actually repercussions for this league or this owner or these doctors or someone, I think that's where we're going to stand with NFL and with these concussions. And that was as bad as you've seen. Danny Long Island. Danny, good morning. You're on 98.7, buddy. Good morning, Dave. Where are you going at? Where are we heading out to? Uh, baseball heaven today? No. Uh, baseball heaven was last week. No, different uh, tournament on Long Island this weekend. Oh, good. So it must have been closer as far as the travel. Listen, uh, I'm all in with the Mets. I mean, I, I, I really felt they needed to take two out of three because I could see them getting shut out and me and you having a freak out against they lose a game against the Nats. So I really felt like two out of three was required. So now we really got to – We obviously we got to win today, but then we got to win on the next one too. Like, see, yeah, Danny, the, I, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I mean, if, if I t- right now, you're, you're a huge Mets fan, right? Yes. On the table right now, I'm offering you, you win today, you lose tomorrow. You take it? Well, I would take it because we already lost the first one. I All right, well, you, but you know what? You're sitting here telling me you got to win these next two. I don't, I don't believe that that's true. You should at home be able to sweep Washington. You should. Should be able to. But listen, as far as, as, far as this is concerned with the injury with two, we all saw it. It's horrible. I believe none of us are medical professionals. None of us know really what, what went on. Having seen that hit that he suffered Thursday night, I believe that would have caused any human being to have a concussion regardless of happened eight days earlier, four days earlier. But let's remember, when he came back on the field, the players' union immediately launched an investigation, and they signed off on it. They can't turn around now and say, wait a second, why was he on the field? I read an article on Thursday where they, they reviewed what happened, and they had no problem going on the field. So now they can't turn around now and say, wait a second, why was that guy on the field? They reviewed it. My son had a concussion. He had that brainwave test. When you go to college and they do a baseline, even high school, you do a baseline test so they know what your normal brainwaves look like, and they can hook you up right after a concussion. And if there's any that they know you had or didn't have a concussion. So he may not have had a concussion. I'm hoping, we all hope, that the best thing was done, but we don't but, really but know. Danny, I, I mean, mean come, come on, though. I mean, to sit here and tell you, don't think that he had, whether it's defined as a concussion or not, whether the brainwaves were the same or, or changed when they did that test, you do, there was something going on with his head, no? I don't know, and the, and the players' union signed off on the fact that there was no concussion. That's, that's my point is let's not raise our arm up horrified now when we signed off on it before he retook well, the field. I, did, I didn't sign off. I'll tell you what, Danny, thanks for the call. If that's my kid, there is no way that after he suffers whatever that was on Sunday, he's playing on Thursday. And what they do is they put you, well, I'm, I'm sure we need you to play and you got to play. And, you know, I mean, he knew this offseason. They were looking for Tom Brady. They don't have a first-round pick because they wanted Tom Brady, right? And they wanted Sean Payton. They wanted, right? So he knows that his job is tenuous. So you don't think there's a pressure that he feels? Shame on them. And if you even want to say from Sunday to Sunday, from Sunday to Thursday, Emmanuel and Flushing. Good morning, Emmanuel. 
How you Hello, doing, man? Hello, Emmanuel. You're on 98.7, buddy. All right, man. Thank the good Lord that um, that two is okay. Um, you know, when I didn't watch the game per se, when I saw the clip, I was like, "Oh my Lord, here we go again." But it also shows of how how this funk, how stupid, or how dysfunctional and unprofessional the Miami Dolphins is. Because there's always issues within that organization, whether with the bullying scandal with Incarnate or Martin. Don't get me started with the Brian Flores situation. Then, of course. Um, the, the the owner allegedly trying to not just illegally try to recruit Brady, but also try to try to make players lose hands on purpose. There's always issue within that organization, and also uh, I don't want. Well, Emmanuel, let me ask you this: what, Why do Why do you think they haven't won in forever? You, you think, you think it's coincidental? A, no, it, it's yeah. it, bad franchises don't win. Yeah, and also this: I hate to say it, do you? Uh, I don't think they believe in Tua. I mean, you think about it. Ever since he got there, they, you know, they tried with, you know, they replaced, they tried to replace him with, with, um, with Fitzgerald, and you know, they tried, to, like, like I said, they allegedly, illegally tried to recruit Brady, and now, you know, we all know about his injury history, and let him on a, a play on a Thursday, a, just days after he had a concussion. What's wrong with them? I think you know. I think that that's a broken franchise. Uh, look what they've done. Thanks for the call. Look what they've done over the last couple of years and how, how they've embarrassed themselves. No, I, 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 don't, I think that there's clearly something wrong. I mean, you heard, you heard other coaches and GMs, and I was watching Schefter yesterday on TV, and he said he heard from two – it was either GMs or coaches that said they couldn't believe they allowed Tua to play. They, they were stunned. John Harbaugh could not believe he was allowed to play. It's not, it, I mean, if I said to you what team would put their starting quarterback in harm's way – it's not going to be a team that you look at as one of the clubs, you know, at, at the top of the chain. It's going to be a team that you look at and say, God, they always find a way to, to embarrass themselves. And that's Miami, unfortunately. This portion of the Dave Rothenberg Show on 9870 ESPN brought to you by Onda Tequila Seltzer. Onda Tequila Seltzer is here to upgrade your tailgate made with real Blanco tequila and only 100 calories per can. Onda Tequila Seltzer, the light and refreshing sessionable drink for all your tequila gating needs. All right, 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue with the Tua conversation. Jets and Giants get involved. Stump Rothenberg on the way. This is a this is a big Saturday morning, people. It's me and you right here on 98.7 ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Come out to MetLife Stadium. Sunday, October 9th, to see the Jets host the Dolphins, presented by Atlantic Health System. Lock in your seats at nyjets.com slash tickets. We will really do a deep dive into the Jets. And, and you go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is not great. Pittsburgh's fine. The thing with Pittsburgh is they're well coached, and it seems like they, they win games like this. And the Jets just don't. And you are trotting out Zach Wilson to try to win a game that you – you need to win. I mean, there are how many games on the Jets schedule right now? And again, I don't want to get to too deep of a dive into the Jets at the moment, but how many games do you look at and you say, that's a very winnable game? It's a very winnable game. Uh, Pittsburgh is not great. You still have Buffalo twice. I, I know it'll probably be without two at this point. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they'll, they'll trot them out there next Sunday. But you have Miami twice. New England's never a pushover. You know, Belichick can't stand you. You know, Jacksonville, which looked like, oh, that's that's a win. That doesn't look like anything like a win right now. Like, I, I just, you know, when you have a game that you can win, you need to find a way to win it. And I'll just tell you this. The Jets are very fortunate to not be 
Because if they're zero and three, is there another team that's that's is there any team that's zero and three outside the Raiders? I think the Raiders are the only team at zero and three in the NFL. And the Raiders are not a bad team. They just had a, have had an awful start. I think the, the the closest thing to that is the Texans at 0-2-1. So go out there and, you know, win a game if you're the Jets. And and, and just don't fall behind. We discussed it yesterday. This is, they played three games. They've led for when, the, the, when Garrett Wilson scored that touchdown at the end of the Browns game to the final buzzer is the only lead they've had in three full games. Let's go to Vito in Queens. Vito, good morning. You're next up on 987 ESPN. Hey, how you doing, guys? Thank you very much for taking my phone call. What's going uh, on, big Vito? Fan. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Thanks for asking. Uh, the reason for my, my call is uh, I'd like to just bring up the Grom one more time. And um, a lot of these fans are calling in and uh, probably big fans just like me. We have such a high expectation for Jacob DeGrom. Right. I mean, we could arguably say that in the last maybe five years, he's probably the best pitcher there is in the MLB. Well, I don't. Arguably. I didn't think it's a question. When when healthy, he's clearly right. the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. Thank you. Now, as fans, every time he's on that mound, we have a huge expectation. We really, really do. And once in a while, when he has these bad games against the A's, uh, you know, or even last night, someone not not really a great outing, we we automatically think that, you know, it, you know, we we want him to perform better. And it's not always going to happen. And well, we have la- to kind of sometimes. Vito, he was not awful last night. Like, like he allowed he three wasn't. home runs. He wasn't. It, was, it, was, it was almost unheard of. But it was, he was not awful. Right. He, was, he was awful against Oakland. That, that to me, is the one oh. that, I, that I was just, like, really confused by. I couldn't believe it happened. And you, you don't have any wiggle room now. There's no room for error. You win that game against Oakland, you still have a one-game lead right now. Correct. Correct. And, listen, it's a lot of pressure. And I could see why uh, – you know, sometimes we get riled up, and especially if he doesn't perform well, especially in these big games. Uh, I'm still hopeful. All right, I think he's going to come around uh, once we do get in that playoff. And uh, and that's that's it. That's it. Thank you very much for taking my phone Th- call. Thank you. I'm not I'm not worried about him. I'm I'm, I'm not worried about Jacob Degrom. I'm just you know I, I, last well th- you know that's actually not true. Last Saturday, when he got hammered by the A's. I, my thought, because it always goes here with him, is oh god, what's wrong? Like, like he's 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 hurt. It's he's not right. He he's like the 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 you know just that that porcelain doll. Like you have to the bubble wrap, and the first sign of is that a chip in it? Like oh my god, what's wrong? But and last night again, you scored one run up until the last inning, or the or the eighth inning when Nito hits the solo homer. You had one run. You're not going to win games like that. I don't care if it's DeGrom, Scherzer, whoever it is. You can't expect to win games scoring one run. And you had chances. Right? What was it? The second inning, you had first and second, nobody out. Now Alvarez hits it hard. Double play. You had chances. You, I think in the, was it the fifth or the sixth? Uh, Nimmo leads off with a, uh, a base hit up the middle on an infield hit. Next pitch, Alonzo, double play. Like you had, and then Freed wasn't feeling well and left after five innings. I thought when they put McGill in and he was not good, it kind of fell apart there because they, they had chances. They just couldn't capitalize. But, again, it's one game. Win today. Win tonight. You win tonight. All bets are off now. Now you have now you have a chance. Now you have a legitimate chance. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Junior in Staten Island. Junior, good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, what's up, Dave? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? 
Good, good. Real quick. So just two quick points. The first one is uh, that tour injury reminded me of Daniel Jones last year when he suffered that uh, concussion and he got up after I think he rushed. It was near the end zone. He got hit and he got up and he kind of stumbles back down. Yeah, um, this, this had... to me, I remember that one and that one was concerning. This to me was worse. I, I, I don't yeah. want to argue this is the worst one I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm just saying like in, in the sense that if he would have imagine he would have played the following week, this could have been him. Um, and also, uh, I'm a first responder, so I've responded to a few uh, head injuries before, and right. not to be not to be too, you know, got it's radio, but um, I, I responded to a to a scene where a, a, a young man suffered a gunshot wound to his uh, oh. head, and uh, that's exactly what happened. As soon as the he got hit in the head, his hands I'm never gonna forget it. It reminded me just the, the his hands did the same exact thing. His body just locked up. So I think people who don't realize how severe I don't I don't know how the hospital let that let Tua out and sent them home to watch. He, he went he went to like a, a a brain center, Junior. Thanks for the call. And they let him out that night, and then he went on the plane. Like like everything I've always heard is you don't want to fly. The pressure is not good for these guys. And then and then and then you, I mean everything you've ever heard. Whatever you want you do. You don't no phones, no light, no iPads, nothing. He's watching movies on the way home. I, I for the life of me, I don't I really I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, Yankees lineup. Now, I texted with Michael K because we're very close. And I said, are they going to play this game today? And he said one word. Yep. So here's your Yankees lineup. Uh, Judge leading off Rizzo. Gla- Does it even matter? Judge is leading off for playing right field. And I guess I could stop there. But Judge Rizzo, Glaber, Donaldson, Stanton, uh, Cabrera, who's a nice player. Uh, Bader, Higashioka, Peraza and Nestor Cortez. Uh, on the mound. But Judge playing in right, and maybe, maybe, maybe today's the day. Matt in Union. Matt, you're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, buddy? I'm good. It's first time call. I'm I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> well, I, well, who's that? I mean, that's your fault that you've never called till right this moment. Yeah, I, I, I know. I apologize. But I felt like I had to call now because since I've been a little boy, all my father ever talked about was Dan Marino, so I fell in love with this this disorganized, you know, team. And what I saw on Thursday Night Football, at first I thought he broke his hands. Yeah, that's what, that's what my that's, son thought. Yeah, and I was watching it with a couple buddies, and then we all just started realizing, like, that's that's like his brain just maneuvering his hands. Like, it was just scary. Yeah, like, it's, I it's, his brain, it's his brain words. going into defense mechanism, basically, is what it is. And and I just wanted to say, just I feel like somebody has to go. Like somebody has to be fired. Just something has to be done. This is just crazy. He should have never been playing. It just doesn't matter for three and zero, zero and three. This is a man's life. You know, he has family, kids, a wife, probably. It's just disgusting. Somebody has to go. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, listen, I think you got to be really upset at what happened with Miami. And if you're a fan of the team, you take a step back and you're like, ugh. But here's the thing: you think anybody doesn't root for Miami? You think there's a fan out there in the world? that was a Miami Dolphins fan on Thursday morning that woke up Friday morning and said, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I'm not rooting for this team anymore. No. If that happened with the Giants, I'd be disgusted. And you know what? I'd still be a fan. You, you can't kill off your fans. You just can't, you can't do it. Uh, stream live sports and original content with ESPN Plus today. You get access to, listen to what you get access to, the award-winning 30 for 30 library, unrivaled UFC access, including exclusive pay-per-views, live coverage of 35 PGA Tour events, each and every year. Get the ESPN Plus and Disney Plus bundled today and watch ESPN Originals, the 30 for 30s, the entire Disney and Marvel library, and so much more. Stream anytime, stream anywhere. Go to ESPNNewYorkBundle.com 
to learn more. I think you know what time it is. We've walked you right up to it. It is now time for Stump Rothenberg, which means wherever you want to go, geography, history, movies, sports, wherever it is that you want to go, we have the records, we'll have the five-pack of uh, where they go to colleges, and we have you, 1-800-919-3776. This is where Joe Leo makes his money. The first 90 minutes, he's, he's fine. Maybe he's good. The last hour, he's good. But this 30 minutes is where he makes his money. And we'll see how good he is starting next. It's Stump Rothenberg with you. 1-800-919-3776. And you know it. You can lie and say you don't. You love this segment. We'll do it next right here on 98.7 ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. He knows sports. I'm intrigued by a lot of guys. And he's very humble. I go away, this show dies. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. Is the DS4 or 7, by the way? That's adorable. Here we go with Stump Rothenberg on a Saturday morning. I think it's fair to say this is the best version of Stump Rothenberg. We're not, you know, dealing with with RJ and Ray and, and, and Rick, although Rick was very helpful in this most recent Stump Rothenberg. And it's a longer segment. It's more drawn out. I think there's more suspense. So, Joe Leo, there's a lot of pressure on you. A lot of pressure on you today on Stump Rothenberg. I think I'm prepared for it. All right. We'll find out. Stump Rothenberg, it, it, it doesn't have one sponsor. It has two. Brought to you by Cooper Tire. And Stump Rothenberg also brought to you by Sloman. So, here we go. 1-800-919-3776. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll up my sleeves. Hang on. All right. You can't tell. Nobody in the world knows that I just did that. But I promise you, I just rolled up my sleeves. Here we go. Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, you're on Stump Rothenberg. The Saturday is missing Andy from Merrick, so I do feel like him right now in the legal spot. Oh, you know what, Steve? Do me a favor. Hold on a moment. Joe Leo, do you have overall standings for me before we start? Yes, I do. The updated standings are 324 and 65. Pretty good. 324 and 65. That's really good. All right. Steve, you're up. I got an MLB playoff drought question for you. Okay. Which active player has played in the most career games without without ever appearing in a playoff game? Oof. So, I mean, who hasn't been? Mariners haven't been in a long time. Phillies haven't been in a long time. Has anyone been on the Mariners for a long time? Uh, could be an Oriole. And I will say this guy has played over 1,300 career games. 1,300 career games. This is a tough question. What player, huh? Boy, I wish I could get a hint here. I'm not, I'm, I don't want one, but I wish I could get one. Um, 1,300 games played. I wonder if, I mean... That's a lot of games. Where if my Mariners idea is right? I mean, Kurt Suzuki, but I think he's been to the postseason. Has 
As Manny Machado, yeah, Manny Machado's been to the postseason. 1,300. Gosh. Matt Carpenter's been. Now, could he be going to the postseason this year and never been in in the past? Uh, I, I, think that's yes. a, I think that's a fair question. Yes, he could make it this year and break the record, yes. No, no, but break I'm saying like, break, he, say. he, okay, right. Um, over 1,300 games played. But you're not guaranteeing me that he's been. How about Charlie Blackman? He's been around for a long time. Or Nolan Arenado has been around for a long time. I believe Matt Carpenter has certainly been to the postseason. All right. I, I don't think there's any Mariners or Phillies that I can think of that have been on the team that long. I'm going either Blackman or Arenado. I'm going to go... Charlie Blackman. Final answer. I'm probably wrong. So you are wrong, and this guy did play for the Mariners, and he's a Philly now. Gene Segura. Oh. All right. There you have it. That's 0-1. Put him on hold. Put him on hold. That's an unfortunate way to start. Not a bad question. Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Um, okay. Top 20 home run hitters of all time. Okay, yeah. only two of them are in the Hall of Fame and never won a league MVP. Of the top twenty home run hitters of all time, two of them never won a league MVP yet are in the Hall of Fame. Never won a league M- Well, did they have league MVPs with Babe Ruth? Believe it or not, they did. I checked into it, Dave. Back then, he won it in 1923. You're only allowed to win one MVP because he would have won multiple. How so, about Jim Tomei? Jim Tomei is one of them. Very good. Is Rafael Palmero the other? I'm thinking Palmero. Did Sosa win the MVP? I don't know that Soso. No, I think he did win the MVP. I think he might have won the MVP in 98, actually. Got to be a top 20 all-time home run guy, right? Top 20 all-time home runs. Never won an MVP. I, I wonder if it's Rafael Palmero, because he's well over 500 home runs. Is there anybody else? my thought because Ted Williams is definitely there he had 521 but he definitely won an MVP A-Rod won an MVP Pools has won an MVP Frank Robinson has won an MVP I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Paul Marrow will be my other uh, answer Dave you're wrong because remember he's not in the Hall of Fame because of his steroid issues. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, wait, so, I, I got confused then. I, 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 no, but Tomei was, Tomei was right. 
because Tomei is in the Hall of Fame. So he's got to be a Hall of, of He's got to be a Hall of Famer and right. never Only have won guys MVP. Are in the Hall of Fame and never won a league MVP in the top twenty home runs. Oh. Uh, I wonder if Harmon Killebrew could be that guy. Was he ever an MVP? Might have been. Oh, jeez. So he's got to be a Hall of Famer. Top 20 Got to be runs. a Hall of Famer. Only two guys. Only uh-huh. two guys are in the Hall of Fame. And one of them is Jim Tomey. And who's the other one? Right, so Palmer's not a Hall of Famer. Reggie Jackson's a, a Hall of Famer. How? how all right. I, I think he should be a Hall of Famer. But I don't know if he was... Manny, Manny has is Manny an MVP? So he has to be an MVP also, correct? No, 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 no. Never won a league MVP. Never won a league MVP. Then I'm gonna go, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna go with Manny Ramirez as my other one. But he's not in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't understand this question. So he's gotta be in the Hall <laughs> of Fame and never won an MVP. Right. Right. What's so hard to understand about that? I don't understand why you don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know. It's throwing for some reason. It's like Derek Jeter. But Derek Jeter never won a league MVP. Right. Yet he's, but he's in, in the, the Hall of Fame. But he's in the Hall of Fame, right. Right. Uh, Jim Tomey, you, you got that one, right? He's in the Hall of Fame, and he never won a league MVP. Right. So in the Hall of – well, has David Ortiz? Did David Ortiz win the MVP? Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to guess David Ortiz. Very good. That's right, Dave. I understand the question hundred percent, but there, there you go. All right. So get rid of him. Uh, do we want to take uh, Joe Leo? You t- tell me honestly, the WWE question. Do we really want to take this as a decent question? It's a really good question. How, how deep does my knowledge of the WWE have to go? It, do- it doesn't have to go deep. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take it. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to blame you. Sounds good. Luke in Connecticut, who for some reason loves to give me WWE questions. Go ahead, Luke. Glad to see you made it through the procedure, Dave. You were worried. Uh, Don't lie to me. You were worried. Yes, I was. I didn't know if you were going to be here today or not. And that's all you care about is your own entertainment. My health and well-being means nothing to you. Yes, I was. If you weren't here, that would be something bad happened. Of course I care. All right. I love you, you, Dave. Come on. I love you, Luke. I love you. Go ahead. What do you got? And you know my WWE questions are always fair. I don't ask. But you know you I don't know. I know very sport. little about the WWE. But it has a sports element to it. All okay. right. Macho Man Randy Savage played baseball before he became a wrestler, and was signed by what MLB team? Now I believe his real name is uh, Randy Papa, is my understanding. Yeah. Uh, and I believe I believe that he was signed by the St. Louis Cardinals out of Every high school. Every question I ask you, you get it right. Well, I'm a genius. WWE question. Well, I see that to me is not re- like there's a WWE element to it, but it's not really a WWE question. Woo! That's right. That's that's two and one. I met I met the nature man. Very nice guy. And I met his daughter as well. Very nice family. Uh, Cole in North Brunswick. Cole, you're on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, Dave? What's up? All right. What's up, buddy? So, 1968 season, Joe Willie Namath takes down the Colts, right? Right. Which 
uh, stadium was that game uh, held in? So the 69 Super Bowl? Yeah, the 1968 season, the game took place January 12th, 1969. I mean, come on. I mean, really. I mean, it was at the Orange Bowl in Miami. January 12th, 1969. Joe Namath was the MVP. I mean, it's cake. Yeah, first time caller. I'll uh, bring it bring it harder next time, yeah. Okay. I, I, understand. <laughs> I understand. All right, there you have it. There you have it. So now we're three and one, and now we're rolling. I'm understanding the questions, and now we're rolling. So here's what we're going to do, Joe Leo. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. You said you have a question as well, correct? Yes, I do. All right. What, what's your the theme of your question? It's a baseball question. All right. So we're three and one. We've righted the ship. We have a lot still to do. It's Stump Rothenberg, and it continues next right here on 98.7 ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. one so far through four. Joe Leo, your yes, question. Dave. Your question. My question is, yes. who is the youngest MLB player to win back-to-back MVPs? Back-to-back MVPs. I mean, there's that famous question of, uh, of the MVPs. There's like one posi- every position. There's two guys that have won MVP. I mean, Bonds did it, but there's no way he's the youngest. Schmidt did it, but I, there's no way he's the youngest. The youngest. There's not. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. There's not a huge laundry list of guys that have won back-to-back MVPs. Um, I think Jimmy Fox did it also. And then the pitcher was Hal Newhauser for the Tigers, lefty pitcher. But the youngest. Oh, I know Ernie Banks also did it. But I don't know who the youngest is. Hmm. That's a good question. The youngest. How old was Newhauser? Would you I don't know that you would ask me Newhauser. Would you? Are you that di- diabolical? I'm gonna I'm gonna assume you're not gonna include Hal Newhauser in this. I don't think Yogi was that guy. Now Mantle came up in what? 51? And he won it in 56 and 57. So he was young. So I'm gonna put Mantle on the back burner for now. I don't there's no way Maritz was as young as Mantle. Um, and then who else has done it? Frank Thomas, I think, did it, but I don't think he's as young. Was Frank Thomas that young? 
He did it in what? Oh, three. It could be Frank Thomas, maybe. So I'm mantling Thomas right now. And then Cabrera would be my other thought. So he did it, what, in 12 and 13. So I don't think it's him. All right, I'm going to be between Mantle and Frank Thomas, I think is what I've I've stumbled upon. All right, you know what I'd like to do? All I'd like to do is, is say, to save some time, am I right that it's either Thomas or Mantle, or am I wrong and we move on? You're wrong and we All move right. on. All right, then who is it? It is Dale Murphy with the Atlanta Braves in yeah. 1982 and 83. I don't like you. I don't like you. All right. Well, you get you get to move on to round two. And I thought my line of, of thought was so good there, too. I was so impressed with myself. That's fine. All right. Let's go to Will and Pearl River. We're three and two. Will, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Uh, name me uh, three pitchers who won multiple Cy Youngs, threw a no-hitter, and pitched for the Yankees. Oof. Roger Clemens. No, he's not one of them. He never threw a no-no. All right, let me think here. I wasn't done. I'll tell you when I'm done. Randy Johnson is clearly the guy. He's one. Yeah, because he threw a perfect game. Uh, all right, so who else? So Johnson's one. Maddox never pitched for the Yankees. Carlton never pitched for the Yankees. Um, give me the question again, please. So they won multiple Cy Youngs, threw a no-hitter, and pitched for the Yankees. Tom Seaver. Multiple, multiple no-hitters. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. So it's multiple oh, no-hitters? Hold, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Give me a second. Yeah. Get this right. Come on. No, no. Multiple Cy Young Award winners, at least one no-hitter or perfect game, and they pitched for the Yankees. Um. So who did I get? I got one, right? You got you got uh, Randy Johnson. Yeah. Um. Tom Seaver. Uh, I don't think Tom Seaver pitched for the Yankees. He broadcasted for the Yankees, but he never wore the pinstripes. Huh. All right. Let's think here. Do you want me to be wrong since I've already gotten it somewhat wrong, or no? You want me to continue along? You asking me or you asking the PD? I don't know. Whatever. I'll give you one more shot. I like you, Dave. I want to see you get these right, although this would up my record to 500 against you. That's but, impressive. Uh, I'd like to see if you get it right. I don't know that I'm going to get it right. Um, so we have defined it's multiple Cy Youngs, right? Yes. And a no-hitter. I got... Johnson. Um, wait, Clemens never threw a no-hitter. That's surprising. Uh, Gaylord Perry. Oh, that's a good one, Dave. You got two. I don't know that I know another. 
That was the one I didn't think you were going to get. Yeah, he won multiple. He won a bunch of Cy Youngs. Um, he was the first to win a Cy Young in, in each league. Right, right. He won it with, with the Padres, I think, in the National League. Um, uh, Giants and somebody else. I forget. I thought he won with the Padres. No, I, 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 that was that was uh, the only guy to win it for the Padres was Randy Jones. He was the, the blonde-haired guy with the with the uh, blonde curls. I think it was I Randy would, Jones. I would he like was an to look that player. up. Uh, I thought he won it with the Padres. But okay. Um, all right, let's get back to, to work here. Now, Doug Drabeck, I know, was drafted by the Yankees, but I don't think it ever pitched for the Yankees. Uh, boy, I don't know that I'm going to get this. Um, multiple Cy Youngs, Yankees. And you said Clemens is not the answer, right? Yep, Clemens is not one of them. And I got this off of one of the Yankee trivias. You know how they do the trivia during the game? Yeah, I wish I watched that. Um, and I don't think Gidry won multiple Cy Youngs. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, and I know it's not right. I'm going to go uh, Whitey Ford. Uh, no, it was Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber won multiple Cy Young awards? Yeah, he did. And he threw a no-hitter for the Yankees. Wow. Well, that's, you know what? Good good job by you. I, would, I wouldn't even have thought that. You're right. I guess he won two with Cleveland, right? I could have been here till tomorrow, and I wouldn't have gotten that one. All right. So now we're, what, three and three? I stink. Okay. Um, what should we do? What should we do? Let's go to Joe in Manhattan. Try to get above 500 before we go uh, rapid fire here. Joe, go ahead. You're on Stump Rock. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Good. Well, not, not great. I'm 3-3 three and three today, which is not all that impressive. <laughs> okay, so which three NFL running backs have gained 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing in the same season? Roger Craig. Correct. That's one. Um, Marshall Falk. Correct. That's number two. And Christian McCaffrey. Correct. Number three. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> See, I'm not dumb joe i just have struggled a little bit today but i'm not a, i'm not a stupid person by any stretch all right now these guys have a chance to get me with the daily double joe you're one of these would you like to start with this sure i'll i'll, I'll give it a go former giant tight end marcel marcellus rivers marcellus rivers now i i, I know this so that that's fine but you, you, do you think anybody even knows who Marcellus Rivers is? No. He's, not, Oklahoma, not he's, Oklahoma, he's Oklahoma State. Yes, but, I is. mean, I think you have to go with the legitimate. <laughs> so that's five and three, correct? That is correct. All right. We have two more, and then we'll get your five-pack. Uh, Steven Brooklyn, who I know will ask it better than, than Marcellus Rivers. Go ahead, Steve. I actually knew, know who Marcellus Rivers was. Tight end, okay. played for the Pats one year on the earlier, yes. Um, Dallas Mavericks legend, J.J. Barea. Northeastern, I believe. Your belief is right, Northeastern. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. So now we're five and three, and, and oh, no, six and three. We're starting to, to cook a little bit. And we go to Will and Pearl River. Will, for your chance at the Daily Double. Um, wow, you know what? I, I, I'm going to have to throw out somebody that, that this first one comes to my mind. Uh, I'm going to say Phil Sims. Morehead State. All right, yeah, I, you got me on that one, too. There you go. Now we're 7-3. Now, Joe Leo, your five-pack. 
Harvey actually has the five pack. Harvey right? with the Harvey, these better be good. I hope so too. Um, here we go. <laughs> Ron Dane, Wisconsin, All eight right. and three. All right. Richie James. You didn't think I'd know that, did you? Uh, no. So you thought you were going to get me on Richie James, former San Francisco 49er Richie James. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, Middle Tennessee State. All right. <laughs> Hakeem Nix. University of North Carolina. All right. <laughs> Rodney Hampton. You know, Rodney Hampton had his knee scoped on a Monday and played the following Sunday. <laughs> When he played at the University of Georgia. Did you know that? And last one, David Tyree. Um, they have what many people consider to be the, the best uh, communication school in the country. Did you know that? No. Syracuse. It's no St. Peter's, but okay. And where did we where did we wind up, Joe Leo? Adding it up right now, you were 12-3. and three. Today. Yeah. So that would mean you end up at 336 and 68. Okay. That's not bad. I think that's pretty, pretty good. So what started very cold finished very warm. And that's Stump Rothenberg brought to you by Cooper Tire. For high-performing quality tires at affordable prices, come to Mavis for Cooper brand tires. And Mavis, they always provide the best-in-class customer service. Visit Mavis at Mavis Tire. Dot com. Uh, uh, the second sponsor, like I told you, Stump Rothenberg, also, also brought to you by Slowman's Low Price Home Heating Oil and 24-Hour Service. Call 866-OIL-DEAL right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slowman's. That's 1-866-OIL-DEAL. We've done no Giants and no Jets, and that will change next right here on 98.7 ESPN.